Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Today, I am super excited because I am here with Monica, who is a military spouse, an Air Force spouse, and who is also an author. So, Monica, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, Start by just telling me uh, what it's like being a military spouse for you. So, it's very different than what I would have envisioned for myself. I didn't grow up in military family, so I just had no idea kind of what I was getting into. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my husband and I actually got together um, when we were like between freshman and sophomore year of college and he was doing ROTC at the time. So I've kind of always known that, you know, he was going to do active duty military when he graduated from college, but I didn't really know what that looked like. I only kind of knew what I saw in the movies. Um, <laughs> right. And it's, it's different. Um, I think it is exciting. Um, it's, it's hard. Um, there's just so many things like it, it su- constantly surprises me. Um, and I would say that it's been overall a positive experience. I think that, uh, there is a lot of kind of negative stuff out there about being, uh, a military spouse, but from my experience, it's been a really kind of wild ride and a fun journey, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's definitely very unexpected. You never know. I mean, unexpected. You don't know what to expect. Like some days you'll be, you know, living in America. Some days <laughs> you'll be living outside of America. Some days, you know, everyone's experience is so different. And it, you see the movies, and it's hard to relate it to the movies because. The movies often show a lot of the the traumatic things that happen from the military. Yeah. They're all war movies. So it's hard to determine what is and what is not. And then, you know, living it yourself. Exactly. I think you nailed it um, just by saying everybody's experiences are so unique. Yeah. And I mean, that's one reason, you know, I love sharing the stories of everyone because you never know what you're going to experience, what is going to come up. And, um, you know, everyone can live at the same duty stations. Everyone can, you know, have the a spouse with this or a father or a mother with the same exact MOS. But everyone is going to have, you know, a little bit of a different experience. You know, some people find their community a little easier than others. Some people you know, put themselves out there a little more. And either way is, you know, perfectly fine. Um, But everyone just comes into it with a different attitude. Absolutely. Yeah. What are some of the, you know, kind of unexpected things that you've experienced because of the military life so far? So the biggest one um, was that we were able to live uh, overseas we were stationed in Madrid, Spain for two years. Wow. And that was, yeah, that was just an unforgettable experience. Um, right. Just having to adapt to a completely different culture, 
different language, different customs, um, but it was so much fun. And, you know, I studied abroad in college, so I really enjoyed living in Europe. I lived in Italy for uh, three months, but obviously it's a little different when you're there for a number of years. And yeah, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. That was really fun. Um, Another thing uh, I've experienced, you know, kind of more on the the downside is deployments. Um, My husband uh, deployed quite a bit when he was flying um, before we had kids, actually. Um, So that was hard. But uh, I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of uh, people have spouses that deploy when they do have kids, and that's even harder. So I I haven't, thankfully, haven't had that experience. Um, He's gone on a lot of TDYs, but no actual deployment since we've had kids. So we've been lucky that way. Yeah. And, you know, kids, in a sense, make the deployments easier, but they also make it harder because you're trying to balance family life and, you know, everything you've got going on. But then you're also not necessarily the only one living in the house. you know. Right. Yeah. They, they keep you busy. But then at the same time, they have their own feelings about separation and yeah. missing daddy, things like that. Right. Sure. So everything, uh, I mean, everything in life, even looking outside of the military life has pros and cons. So, yes. you know, it's important, especially as a military family, living the military life to look at both the positive um, and the negative things, but to really find those positives, find the pros of the military life of every situation you're living in, um, you know, from the good duty stations, like being in Spain to the not so fun duty stations that are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I think that's that's a great point. Um, I think the people who kind of make the best of it are the ones that really do try to find those silver linings of anywhere they are. You know, you might have um, you might have an assignment where it's like a really small town and there's not much going on. But in those cases, typically the sense of community will be stronger because people will hang out more. So it just really it's really all, all on how you look at it. Yeah, absolutely. And finding that sense of community is huge to get you through those tough times, get you through the deployments, get you through, you know, those hard duty stations where community is extremely important and, you know, finding just your group of people everywhere you go. Yeah, absolutely. And social media is fantastic, you know, being able to connect with the world at the tips of your fingers, whether that be friends at, uh, you know, the old duty stations where you just came from or, you know, researching the new duty station and what kind of activities are there? Yes, absolutely. That social media has been great for that. Like you said, joining Facebook groups for new duty stations, finding out information so that you're prepared when you're going house hunting, things like that. Those have been helpful. Yeah. Being prepared is uh, so key, but then you also, there's a lot of waiting process, you know? And so, um, having just other people saying, hey, no, we're going through this too. Um, Even just that is so comforting. Yeah. Yeah. What um, I had mentioned earlier, you're an author. So what kind of inspired you to do that? um, And what has that process been like? Yeah. So um, I actually went to school. I I went to law school and I practiced law for five years. And then when I had my oldest, after around when she turned one, I decided to stay home and it kind of lined up with like, we knew we were going to move again. So it just kind of worked out that way. And 
Then I had my second child. So I took a few years off, but I've always loved writing. Like I, I wrote a lot in my job as a lawyer. I have written for various organizations I've been part of, like newsletters and things like that. Um, I used to write a blog. So um, I've just always loved to write. And um, when my daughter, who's now nine, when she was three, you know, we were getting ready to PCS and I made some comment about how, you know, she's really going to be a military brat now. And she goes, mommy, I'm not a rat. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so that's where kind of the idea of a military rat was born. Um, And I um, came up with the idea of this little rat named Maggie who wants to serve in the military. She doesn't know how, and she tries all these different ways and she's always like too small or too ratty. Um, And in the end, the way she serves is she actually befriends a little military kid named Grace, coincidentally. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And um, it was just a story that was near and dear to my heart. And um, it went through many revisions. I first put it on paper in like 2017 and I just kept working on it, working on it and um, tried to submit it to publishing houses. And that didn't really go anywhere. It's hard to, it's hard to get published if you don't have an agent. And finally, you know, I just kept thinking about it and I didn't want the dream to die. So I decided I would self-publish. I hired an illustrator, uh, which uh, I got really lucky. I found one that I just loved her style and, I specifically wanted to find someone who lived um, within driving distance so that we can meet up in person. And that's been such a fun process. Um, most, I would say most authors don't get to work directly with the illustrator. It's like usually the publishing company, you know, hires the illustrator and they kind of put it all together and there's not a lot of um, back and forth, but I've been there every step of the way working with my illustrator. So yeah, the book is uh, like 99% done. I I just got the final artwork and, um, I have a a book designer that's laying it out now. And, uh, I'm going to launch a Kickstarter campaign to cover the printing costs, but uh, it was really inspired by, you know, wanting to explain to my kids that being a military brat isn't a bad thing. It's actually like a beautiful thing. And, Kind of to it's it's a tribute to military brats everywhere, and yeah. my my goal for the book is just to to have military kids see themselves in quality literature. I think there's not a lot out there for military kids, and um, you know there 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 are books about like deployment specifically or moving specifically. I wanted something more just general, and that's what this book is about. It's kind of about how one can serve even if one is little. Yeah, absolutely, because you know. A lot of these kids are growing up in the lifestyle and they're like, well, what do I do? <laughs> like, you know, what do I do? And it's hard to tell a kid that just by being a military kid, you're you're serving, you're making it. Exactly. A hundred percent. So, you know, having a story like lined out and saying, hey, you know, military kids, just by making a friend, you know, <laughs> that is exactly. Huge. And I want, I want civilian kids to see that too. Like, like military kids are just like civilian kids, except for they have to move a lot more and deal with their parents being gone. And I think, um, you know, it's sad, but I've heard of like, like when we, we were stationed in Newport, Rhode Island, which is like a big um, Navy town. And I've, I had heard that some of the local kids were kind of reluctant to befriend the military kids because they knew they would move. 
Mm-hmm. And that made me sad because I'm like, I don't want my kids to not make friends just because we're going to have to move in a year. Yeah. So just that idea that like, it's okay to open yourself up to new friendships, even if those people might move, because like you said, social media is here to stay. Like just because somebody moves away doesn't mean you can't maintain that connection. And I think, um, I mean, what a great time to be a military kid because there is so much technology and ways to keep in touch these days that just wasn't available 50 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Military kids are, you know, they move a lot, but we're just like civilian kids. Um, We just have different aspects and different traits to us that make us who we are. And it's special. And I mean, I see why, uh, you know, civilian kids would be like, we don't want to, you know, because we know you're going to move and, you know, we know we're going to move. That's an aspect of it. But it's it is sad that, you know, kids are reluctant to make friends because they're like, we're going to move soon. Like, there's no point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and, are... go ahead. Oh, I was just going <laughs> to say that, you know, I think it's just it's always worth it to make a friend. Like even if like I've made friends like two weeks before I PCS somewhere, but it's like, who cares? Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a friend forever. It can just be a friend for that season or that those few weeks, but it's just like good to open yourself up to other people. You never know what you're going to learn or how they're going to affect your life. Right. And like you said, social media is, you know, here to stay. It's not going anywhere. We just keep getting more different social media platforms. (laughs) And so, um, I mean, you think back, we started with MySpace (laughs) and here we are. MySpace isn't a thing, but we have Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and so many different things. But there's so many ways to stay connected. Um, Social media, FaceTime, you know, Zoom, everything where military families as a whole are able to stay connected with people they meet two weeks before they leave or with their parents and, you know, spouse while they're on deployment, anything. Yeah, I remember when my husband was first deploying, like, just getting to have a phone call with him was so difficult because he had to go to these like special phones. And Mm -hmm. it was almost it was like calling collect. And, you know, by the by the by the last deployment, I think we were able to Skype and FaceTime. So it's just like the progression has been really quick. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. When my dad was deployed back in 2011, it was him sending emails back and forth with my mom and he would write me and my sister letters because we were so young that, you know, we didn't necessarily understand what an email was. And so, you know, just the times changing and even the last 10 years are incredible to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're here for the ride. You know, as family members, there's nothing we can do but just that you know we don't get to choose where we go we don't get to choose what we do but you know we're we're here and we're excited for the lifestyle that we have ahead of us yeah absolutely yeah and so circling back to your book for a second where can you know listeners to the podcast find out more about the book and support you in your kickstarter campaign and things like that yeah, so um, I have a website, um, MaggieTheMilitaryRat.com. Um, you can also find me um, on social media on Instagram and Facebook at MaggieTheMilitaryRat. And um, my Kickstarter campaign will launch on July 17th. 
Um, it's going to be a month long and that is where you can pre-order the book. So I am doing a hardcover print run, um, getting the print, the books printed here in the USA and they're going to be beautiful. They're going to be eight by 10 size with like printed end papers, high quality, um, printed hardcover book. So that is how you can get it pre-order via the Kickstarter. I don't know how familiar you are with Kickstarter, but it's basically a way to, for creators to raise funds. It's not like, it's not like GoFundMe. You, you're actually getting something in exchange for your contribution. So I'll have different reward levels for the backers. So like you can get like a signed book or maybe you get one book for you and one to donate. There's going to be some add-ons like stickers and bookmarks, but you can get it all on the Kickstarter. And um, if you go to MaggieTheMilitaryRat.com, that'll take you straight to the Kickstarter page. Yeah, it's so special. You know, so many military spouses out there and veterans are giving back to a lot of military kids because there aren't, you know, like you said, many books out there about military kids, um, you know, just in general. There's a lot on deployments. There's a lot on moves. Um, but it's hard to necessarily take the military life, wrap it up into, you know, pictures and words that other kids are going to going to understand and say, Hey, you know, we're here to support you. Yeah. And I've, um, you know, just through my self-publishing journey, I've, I've seen some other creators out there making some great things. You know, there's, um, there's a, a woman named Sarah Doran who came out yes. with a book called the, the peppered sky. Um, I think you might've interviewed her, right? I have. She's yeah, amazing. Yes. yes. I mean, her book is beautiful. I bought it. Um, and that's another one of those, like, it's not about moving or about you know, not that there's anything wrong. Of course, those books Absolutely. have their time and place, but yeah. it's just a book that kind of features military kids and like kind of shines a light on the beautiful aspects of the lifestyle. Um, there's another book that uh, did a Kickstarter called Patches. That's like a really cute board book for for little kids. Like my, I have a one and a half year old and he just loves that book, you know, because his daddy wears patches to work and he's always ripping off his patches. So um, yeah. you know, I, I'm loving to see all the creativity out there and I love to support other, other, uh, military spouses that are wanting to give back in this way. Yeah. It's so special. Once you, uh, start to really take a deep dive into what other spouses are doing, what other family members are doing, what other military kids are doing, um, you know, bloom military teens, I can't say enough highly about them. Um, but that's seriously just Elena and Matthew were two military teens themselves saying, hey, like, we don't get support. Like, let's create this community of other military kids. And, you know, the bloomers became a thing. So it's really mm -hmm. special to see, you know, just people who have these talents and creative aspects, you know, you saying you just love writing, you know, and taking that idea and that concept and that background that you have and saying, hey, like, I'm going to help, you know, the next generation, help the people who, um, you know, don't necessarily have that support or understand what they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, make sure to find Maggie the Military Rat and support um, because that's truly what this is all about. <laughs> Thank yes. you. I appreciate your support. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the last question I always like to ask is what advice you would give to another military spouse? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, I think just to keep an open mind, 
Um, you know, kind of anytime you're it put in a new situation, just it might surprise you. You you might love living in a place that you initially wrote off as as just not a pleasant place to be, or you might have some of the best years of your life there, or there might be another spouse that you meet that you think you have nothing in common with, and then you find out that you actually do have a lot in common, um, or that you learn something from them. So I think just keeping an open mind, um, and just like you said earlier, like trying to see the positive in situations will get you a really long way. Yeah, it's all about seeing the positives. It's all about putting yourself out there. Um, I mean, we all ha- are going to have our different comfort levels of what that looks like for us individually. But you never, you never know who you're going to meet. You never know what experiences um, and opportunities that are going to come your way. Somebody earlier I was interviewing with said opportunities, and so that's like my big word for the day. <laughs> um, you never know what opportunities are going to come your way unless you put yourself out there unless you make yourself comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yeah. And if you, if you're open with other people and vulnerable, you'll learn that people have the same insecurities as you. They have the same, like we have so much more in common um, than most people realize. So I think that that really helps to build a sense of community, even when you're just new somewhere. Yeah. And it's so important uh, to have that sense of community because those times when you're struggling, you're you're able to rely on those around you and rely on your community to to help support you and help back you up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Monica, for being on the podcast and sharing about this incredible journey you've had and in ways you're giving back. Thank you for having me, Gracie. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.